It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am your host, Tony Serino, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Day two of awards week here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Today, we're giving out two awards. We're giving out our play of the year award, our favorite play of the 2018 season. Then we're also giving out the best new player award. So who was the player in 2018 that was added to the roster via free agency, the draft trade that had the biggest impact in the 2018 season. I got to be honest, not a whole lot to choose from in that category, but we'll give that out as well as our play of the year. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Tony Serino. You can find more of this podcast by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, search Locked On Steelers, hit the subscribe button. Make sure to get your daily dose. You can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. You can find us on Facebook, search Locked On Steelers, hit the like button on the Facebook page, but make sure you also join the Facebook group. And you can also find us on Instagram at Locked On Steelers. Our next award here on Locked On Steelers and our Locked On Steelers award show is the play of the year. Last year, we gave this award to Juju for his hit over uh, Vontez Perfect in that brutal Monday night game between the Steelers and Bengals. The nominees for 2018, and we have five of them. We're going to whittle these down to three, and then we will choose a winner. The five plays I have nominated for play of the year, Vance McDonald, and again, these are in chronological order. Vance McDonald's stiff arm on Chris Conti in the Monday night game against the Buccaneers. Uh, then he was a catch-and-run touchdown where he stiff-armed him. Uh, the game-winning touchdown against the Bengals, and we talked about that play a lot, and we talked about game of the year. Uh, Vince Williams pick six against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, that was Carolina is another one of our nominees for game of the year, or, or that was a runner-up for game of the year. Uh, you have Juju's 97-yard catch-and-run touchdown against the Denver Broncos. And then you have Joe Hayden's interception against the New England Patriots against Brady late in that game to keep the Steelers in it, keep the Patriots from taking the lead, and allow the Steelers uh, to go down and run some time off the clock and uh, get a field goal, giving them a seven-point lead. So, are there any other plays? I know it's you know we're we're nearly in March now, so remembering specific plays throughout the year might be a little difficult. But are there any plays that stick out to you guys that I did not mention? I would guess that there's an Antonio Brown catch somewhere in there that I, I just can't pinpoint which game it was or which play it was. Yeah. Maybe against the Saints. He had a, he yeah, two touchdowns late. Yeah, he had a, a phenomenal game against the Saints. But you're right. It's last hard to pick out. As, yeah, it's hard to pick out specific yeah, ones. Last game as a Steeler, huh? Very likely. Right? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Joe, are there any plays that stick out to you that I didn't mention on the list? Uh, I mentioned it earlier was the um, the touchdown. I think it was a touchdown pass that was thrown by um, Boz. Oh, I Boswell's. Yeah, Boswell's touchdown. The, the one bright spot for Boz this year. <laughs> oh, we can add that to the list. Yeah, let's go Boswell. Boswell's uh, touchdown pass. That's one of the two most memorable plays of the year. So that was against Denver, huh? That was against Denver, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. The way the Steelers scored against Denver – uh, is stupid. It was it was a um, they had that one where they uh, they threw a touchdown pass, but from Boswell to Villanueva, 
And then their other touchdown was Juju's 97-yard touchdown. Those are their two touchdowns against them. For as many, you know, the, the Steelers put up 500 yards of total offense that day. Yeah. And they needed a 97-yard touchdown and a uh, trick play touchdown to actually get in the end zone that day. If we had if we had worst game of the year, if we had worst game of the year, I think I think Denver the Denver game might win it for me. Uh, I'm trying to think of what you know. If we're trying to eliminate plays here, um, these are all good plays. I guess you could get rid of Juju's 97 yard touchdown against Denver because he did it against Detroit the year before. So, not to say it's any less spectacular. I mean, anytime you have 97 yard touchdown, it's fantastic. But for Juju, it's this is not even the first time we've seen him do this. I don't want to get rid of that one. I like that play. <laughs> that play was great. Is there one that you would want to yeah, get? Yeah, it's oh. hard to say get rid of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, is there are there ones that you guys want to get rid of? I mean, Joe Hayden's interception against Brady. We just uh, you know diminished the Patriots game. To, yeah, the, that's true. For player game of the year. That's true. We did we did say that the New England game was meaningless. I, I'm I'm good with getting rid of the interception. Um. It would have been much more meaningful if that game had, you know, I mean, if that game had mattered. All right, so we'll cut that from the list. All right, so our, our list now is the stiff arm from Vance McDonald, uh, AB's game-winning touchdown against Cincinnati, Vince Williams' pick six against Carolina, the Juju 97-yard touchdown against the Broncos, and Boswell's touchdown pass against the Broncos. You can make an argument. I think for, you could take go, go Vince ahead. Williams' interception out. Yeah, I was just going to say that. It's kind of like, I don't know. Kind of just a little anticlimactic in a giant, you know, route. Right. I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, it's, it was exciting, and and that I'm not saying it's not, but it's our play of the year. I don't know. I mean, maybe for the defense, maybe it's the defensive play of the year. I don't know. Well, they didn't have many turnovers, so <laughs> you know. What point in the game was that? It was like the second possession that the the Panthers had. It was okay. So it pro- would have put us up like. Fourteen nothing or something. Fourteen seven. I think it made this. I think it made it fourteen seven. Yeah, it did. Okay. That was significant. It, it was a nice play, but if we're talking about, I mean, I guess the two that I would say uh, are the Vince Williams pick six and then the Boswell touchdown pass. I mean, I, I don't know. We should talk about the AB game winning touchdown against Cincinnati. Although that was the game winning touchdown in what became our game of the year. So I mean, that plays significant as well. I do like that play. Yeah. Yeah, the the three most memorable plays are Juju's t- long touchdown, the um the fake field goal touchdown and AB's touchdown against Cincinnati. Those Whoa, are my three, what? The three plays that I remember. You don't remember well, Vance wait, McDonald's stiff arm? Yeah. Oh, the stiff arm. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty hard. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think we can remember I, that. I mean, yeah. I I could see, you know, making that one at least it's one of the top two just because it's so unique it's rare just like you said juju did this last year did juju win it win it last year with that play i don't know he didn't our play of the year last year was birth with his hit on perfect it was gonna oh, be right. that right. you 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 pushed really hard last year on the getting the 97 yarder and then uh joe and i had to convince you that I did, yeah you did turn me on that one i do yeah. remember that yeah, yeah yeah but i like this 97 yarder a lot too <laughs> and uh I'll go into why in a little bit. All right, so are are we good cutting Vince Williams' pick six? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not to diminish yeah. the play. They're phenomenal yeah. play, and, and it, well, it did set the tone for the game. Uh, but the Thursday night game, that's another thing. <laughs> right. How many interceptions did we have in the season? Interceptions total? You know? Uh, yeah. I'm going to say 10. 
and I'm going to look it up right now, but I'm going to say off the top of my head, I'm going to say 10. And if it's more than I, that. I would go under. Under? No. Yeah, I, I would go under. God, if we had, sure, if we I can't had, remember any. Uh, the Steelers had oh, eight. My God. Yeah. Eight. Well, I know Edmonds had two, right? Uh, Hayden had one. Vince Williams had one. Bud Dupree had one. Um, actually, Bud Dupree had a pick six in this game, in that Bucks game, right? I guess maybe that should be a play of the year candidate. Ah, if we didn't remember it by now. It's not a play of the year candidate. <clears throat> sorry, Bud. Yeah, sorry, Bud. Hey, look, he's going to make $9.2 bucks here. Don't feel sorry. Uh, all right, we're removing Vince Williams. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move, or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed so switch to TurboTax today make your moves they'll make them count see guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees experts only available with TurboTax live okay so that now we now okay now we have a choice Vince or Vance McDonald stiff arm AB's game-winning touchdown against the, the Bengals the 97-yard touchdown from Juju and Boswell's touchdown pass we got to get rid of one I would okay I would I nominate Boswell's touchdown pass to come off this list because, I mean, well, it's either that or Juju's ninety-seven yarder. And if we're, t- I agree with Boswell. Okay, Joe. Did you, did you did Mike just did Mike just second that? Mike seconded I, getting I rid of Boswell. Boswell off the list. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't remember you know what, what game it okay, was. Only because uh, you know Boswell couldn't kick, so it was kind of like, you know, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> He, would he have missed it? Would he have he missed can't kick, throw. What have I got to lose? So it wasn't really as valuable. Because it's like, hey, am I really giving up three points by taking a shot at this? Yeah, I'm probably not giving up three points. Let him throw it. What the hell? Now, had they put him in at the end of the game and he tied it instead of Ben throwing the interception, then we got something there. Hey. Okay, <laughs> so all right, we're getting rid of Boswell's touchdown. Good? Yes. So it is. All right. And that leaves us with three. Here we go. We got to pick a winner out of these three. Vance McDonald, stiff arm, AB's game-winning touchdown, uh, Juju's 97-yarder. I will say for me, my play of the year this year was Vance McDonald's uh, stiff arm. Very, uh, it's uh, the funnest play I've, I've seen this year. And it was the start, I don't know, at that point, when did Vance McDonald, when did he become the monster who you cannot tackle? I mean, I think that was the play, I'm trying to remember plays before that, where you're like, oh man, you know, Vance is, He's a monster out there. That was the play for me, and then he just continued it throughout the year. I think the icing on the cake of that play was his interview after the game, right? Yeah, where he he says, I want to go out there and destroy people. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's fantastic. Go right at him. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm like coming around. You know what my problem is with that play? Is I didn't get to see it live. I was was traveling Uh, for whatever reason. And I, I, I had the game, I believe I had the game recorded, 
but it was one of those stupid things where I turned it on and I already saw what happened. You saw the score, so yeah. I, so I saw the score, so I didn't I didn't go back. Um, and then you guys were talking, or I think it was you guys were talking. Um, actually, I read through the thread. That's what it is. I read through our the, the, the thread, and Chris said something about that wasn't just breaking a tackle. He stole that guy's soul or yeah, something. He did. He sent him into the shadow. I'll go back and see what he was talking about. That was a badass play. I think I'm I might be with you because you know the other thing is, uh, you know, A B A B touchdowns, U G touchdowns, not that they're not that they're not phenomenal and they're not exciting, but um they are more usual. So they're not even that they're unusual, but they're more usual than this. And and then this is also like a little throwback to actual old fashioned Steeler football. Yeah. Physicality. Yeah. I would say um, it should have set the tone for the season, but disappointingly, it did not. It didn't because so, they went they went right out the next week, and uh, I think they lost to the that, lost to the Ravens. They laid an egg to the Ravens, and that was that was probably the most boring game. All we did was let them go down and kick field goals against yeah, us. Yeah. So Juju's play. Let's just talk about that. Yeah, real quick. go for it. So Ben is. Five yards deep in the end zone. He just throws it up. Juju catches it at 33 on the numbers on the right side. And I'm watching it as we go here. And he cuts back right at the 40 or at his own 40 and jukes the safety. And AB throws a hellacious block right there at midfield on uh, probably the cornerback coming from that side who would have tackled him. And it was a great block. And Juju is um, at midfield, two guys to beat. And right about the 30, it looks like they have the angle on him. But no, they don't because Juju puts – and he has a stiff arm of his, of his own right there. And then he cruises oh, right. into he does the stiff end arm zone. a guy on his way to the end zone, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a Vance McDonald's stiff arm, but it's, it was effective, and it got him in the end zone. And Juju is just great. I mean, he is the uh, breath of fresh, fresh air for the Steelers in the NFL. <laughs> and then, boy, boy, do they need it right now. Um, he he is without a doubt the best thing about the Steelers organization today. Yes, Juju, unquestionably, yeah. yeah, unquestionably. All right, so but are we are we all comfortable though giving Vance McDonald stiff arm play of the year? Are we good with that? I mean, I just made a case for Juju. Oh, I see. Okay, I, I was gonna. I don't know. You were making a case, just kind of like oh, I, I know it's gonna finish runner up. <laughs> okay, no, uh, I'm making a case for Juju. Because Vance McDonald, like I said, it should have set the tone for the season. It was a great play. I mean, I know this is play of the year, but he did do more of that. that. He did become the beast you can't tackle. Yeah, that that is true. Right. And Juju Juju became this beast wide receiver, but that was a year ago. Um, And then the 90s, I was like, hey, I've done it before. I did it again. I mean, I I guess maybe it's harder to do it the second time. Which you know, kudos to him. Yeah. The couple things I'd say against, and not to diminish this play because it's, a, it's still a fantastic achievement on his part, right? The fact that the, the fact that Juju, who came out of college, everyone you know, and I played that clip on Dan Patrick's when he was on Dan Patrick's show, right? He was reading his scouting reports, right? Everyone talked about you know his ability to beat guys deep and separate from defenders and all that, and so you know, not only I mean he, you know, it's it's a fantastic feat for him to have a ninety-seven yard touchdown, and the fact that he has two is even better, but the fact that he has two plays against this play, right? Because we've seen him do this before. The other thing I'll say about this play is that we didn't win the game, right? I mean, we we went on to lose this game. So I think that does – I mean, the play itself it was still fun, but it was part of a loss to the Broncos. 
I, I will concede on that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I thought it was interesting though, with Dan Patrick, when he was on the show that um, he, he didn't point it out, but I mean, obviously you did that. He, he outruns defenders in those two situations and, you know, 97 yard touchdowns. Those aren't just like uh, guys wide open and he cruises in the end zone. He outruns those guys. Yeah, no, he, yeah, exactly. I mean, you, I mean, you're, you're watching the play right now. I mean, it's, yeah, he's outrunning those defenders. He does that. And the, the other one, I think the, the Detroit one is even better because, well, first of all, we didn't even know at that point that he had that kind of speed. So you just think he's going to get caught from behind. And then, he, you know, he's staying with him, stride for stride, and then pulls away. Uh, he's incredible, man. You know, and all this talk about Juju not being able to be a number one receiver next year or, oh, you know, we, we don't know what, even Kevin Colbert said this the other day, the Steelers general manager, we don't know what Juju's going to be like without AB. Give me a break. Juju is a terrific receiver with or without AB by his side. And yes, he makes more plays. And yes, he has more opportunity with AB on the field than he doesn't. But Juju is a fantastic receiver. And he this offense and he is just going to be just fine after AB is off the team. So I kind of want to give him play of the year just for that. But I still have to stick to my guns. I still think Vince, Vance McDonald is play of the year. I agree. All right, Joe, you good with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. I, I'm with you, though, on the other thing. I mean, uh, you know, it's one thing to say, okay, he gets opportunities because of AB, but how many how many times now that you understand the whole story and the dynamic behind the scenes, you see a little bit of how the sausage is made? How many balls are thrown to AB to pacify AB okay, by, by Ben um, that should have gone to other receivers um, uh, just to just to pacify the guy because he's, a, he's a, a prima donna and a, and a you know. So, so really, it's... Juju's getting opportunities, and 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 Juju's losing opportunities by that same both sides of that same coin. Agreed. Yeah, I was going to kind of make that same point. And uh, as far as AB, I mean, pacifying him. Hey, I'm fine with that because the guy's a great player, right? You want to throw him extra passes? That's fine. But if he's gone next season, obviously Juju's going to be the main receiver and probably get double teamed a lot. But he's going to get a lot more opportunities, just like you said. I mean, sometimes AB had. 12 to 15 targets in a game, maybe Juju's going to have that many next year. Yeah, I mean, and and look, Juju caught 100 balls this year anyway, right? I mean, you know, it's not like, yeah, one of the things is, you know, where where do, I mean, the the Steelers have to figure out where are they going to get the 100 plus catches, you know, 13, 1400 plus yards and 10 plus touchdowns that AB was putting up every year. And Juju will pick up some of that slack, no doubt about it, because like you said, he's going to get even more opportunity in this offense. But it does open up, I mean, it is going to open the door for Vance McDonald to get more Raps, it's going to open the the door for uh, James Washington if he steps up, or whoever you know, whoever the receiver in place of AB is going to be. Hope, hopefully, it's not James Washington. Not nothing against James Washington, but um, they need a better receiver than that. Anyway, all right, we digress. Let's all right. So, play of the year goes to Vance McDonald's stiff arm, and then the runners up were AB's game winning touchdown against the Bengals and Juju's ninety seven yard touchdown against the Broncos. Juju back to back runner-up and player of the year, but he won it last year as well with that hit on Vontez Perfect. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, our next award is the best new player. This means the player that the Steelers, the best new player the Steelers added in the offseason. So we're going to take a look at all the free agents that they signed in the offseason, all of the draft picks that they had, and who had the most impact, who was the best of those players. Um, This should be a short one, I would imagine, because uh, let's be honest, the Steelers didn't have a whole lot of new additions that made a whole lot of a meaningful impact. So uh, I'll give you my, I I nominated five guys here. Maybe we can go over uh, if you guys have, other opinions here, but John Bostic, the inside linebacker the Steelers signed to replace Ryan Shazier. He ended up being the starter uh, for the majority of the season, although really didn't play in passing situations. Uh, Morgan Burnett, the uh, the safety the Steelers signed to play more dime looks. Now, he ended up playing, but getting hurt. Uh, Terrell Edmonds, who started at strong safety all year. He was a first round pick. Uh, not really highly thought of out of the draft, although, or, you know, when he got drafted, but he did start for the majority of the year. In fact, I think he started all 16 games. Uh, Jalen Samuels was the third running back. He was really thought of when he got drafted as a X-factor type. Really just be, ended up being a, a traditional running back um, and had a really good game against the Patriots as, as the starting running back in that game. And then Ryan Switzer, the wide receiver slash punt slash kick returner that the Steelers acquired in preseason in a trade with the Oakland Raiders. Are there any other new players to the team that you guys can think of that I left off this list. How about one of the offensive linemen? Were they on the team last season? The um, the couple that came in and played a lot. Yeah, Finney, Finney, definitely yes, and Filer, yes. Uh, oh, you know, you can make an argument that Chucks. I forgot about Chucks Okarafor. Although he only played, he played in one game. He played in the Denver game. Yeah, he didn't play a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's enough to put. I mean, we could put him on the list. I mean, listen, no one had an impact this season. <laughs> how, how about the kicker in the last game? Oh, I mean, Matt McCrane. Oh, I like, I like, see, he I knew won it. that last game. I knew it. I said this on, I said this on Friday. I said, Mike and Joe are going to come in and throw, throw a wrench in, the, in my plans. All right. Matt McCrane. Uh, I was kind of joking with uh, him though, but no, no, no. He did win the last game. He did. That's an excellent addition, Mike. I like that one. Uh, Matt McCrane had a bigger impact on the Steelers in 2018 than Morgan Burnett. I'm going to say that right now. I hundred percent. Okay. And then uh, Chuck's Chuck's Oka raw four. All right. All right, so the nominees. Anyone else we want to add before uh, before we get started? I think that's a good list. John Bostic, Morgan Burnett, Terrell Edmonds, Jalen Samuels, Ryan Switzer, Matt McCrane, uh, the kicker the Steelers got in the last game of the year, and then and although he will be he will continue to be a kicker for the Steelers, he'll be in training camp next year, and then uh, Chuck Zokarafor, the uh, the right tackle that the Steelers took in the third round of the draft. All right, which of these players are we getting rid of, and why is it? Morgan Burnett and John Bostic. <laughs> I'm throwing out. I'm throwing out John Bostic and Morgan Burnett to get rid of off the top. I agree. Yeah, I agree. The other three guys. So Samuel. I mean, I can I can make a case for Bostic because he was consistent the whole season, but like you said, he didn't really play on third downs very much and didn't make any splash plays, but was consistent. Yeah, I mean, but I agree with taking him off this list. I think LJ Fort was a you know, the most impactful quote unquote new inside linebacker. Even though LJ Fort wasn't new, he's been on the team. The Steelers just haven't used him. He was the better player at inside linebacker or the more meaningful player at inside linebacker. But you're, you're right. Bostic was fine. 
you know, he wasn't terrible like a lot of people thought he was going to be, but, I mean, did he have a real impact on that defense? Not as much as other players. And then Morgan Burnett. Uh, I don't even know what to say about Morgan Burnett. All right. All right, so they come off the list. Okay, so now you got Terrell Edmonds, Jalen Samuels, Ryan Switzer, Matt McCrane, Chucks Okorafor. Uh I guess Chucks comes off at this point. The right tackle? I agree. Yeah. Joe, you good with that? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I got three guys. Listen, when you get down to Samuels, um, <laughs> Switzer, Switzer, Edmonds, and Edmonds, those are my guys. The Edmonds number thirty-four, right? Yeah, yeah, thirty-four. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, so Chuck's you know. can feel good. He made the list for thirty seconds. He made he made it for about thirty seconds. As did Matt McCrane. Are you good with removing Matt McCrane? Or, do you, or is there another player? Yes, that should come off. Yeah, okay. All right, and then we were left with three. And let's be real here. There were only three players that had any meaningful impact on the 2018 season, right? This is part of the problem with the 2018 season in general is that the Steelers had a big need at, to get a playmaker, right, in the offseason. They lost Ryan, uh, Ryan Shazier the year prior on defense. They lost Le'Veon Bell on offense. Now, you know, we're going to talk about uh, James Conner and some other awards, like most improved, but they needed to add a playmaker via the draft or via free agency. And we are left with the best new players being first-round pick Terrell Edmonds, who was fine in 2018, but I don't think he was he was not by no means a star. Jalen Samuels, who's had what two, three starts, had a good game against the Patriots, but eh, what you know didn't didn't uh, amount to much else. And then our kick returner and our punt returner is uh, is the other guy. The Steelers had a, I mean, looking at the new additions to the team, not a great offseason for for Kevin Colbert and the uh, and the front office. So, uh, which of these guys are you are you guys thinking should win best new player? Who is your uh, leader at this point? Well, it seems like it was, should be Ryan Switzer because he had you know a lot of impact on offense, but he was a little disappointing in the return game. I would say he, he didn't. Yeah, he was not as impactful as I thought he would be coming from you know how good he did in in Dallas and um, and his you know the, the little impact he had in in uh, Oakland in preseason. And Jalen Samuels, I thought, I mean, he played a great game against the Patriots, and uh, we definitely minimized that game uh, previously. <laughs> However, I think if he had more chances, he could have had more impact. But just based on his limited play, I don't think he should win. And I'm kind of leaning towards Edmonds, and I know that he didn't have you know any really great games, but to start 16 games as a rookie, that's impressive. And he wasn't bad, which is kind of the best thing you could say about him, right? I mean, no, on a deep two interceptions, and he looked phenomenal running the ball back. Yeah, I mean, the guy is a super athlete. This is the thing about this is the thing the Steelers love. That's why when we get into you know March and April here, and we start talking about certain players, you know, it's 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 kind of silly to talk about the Steelers and their draft plans before the combine because you got to know who the super athletes are, and you'll know that after after Indianapolis. So. Um, Right, but I mean, okay, but Edmonds coming out of college, you know, the rap on Edmonds was not a good coverage guy. You're not, you know, he's not going to be a a cover two safety or a deep safety. You're going to want him in the box, play him against the run, um, all of that. You know, no, I wouldn't say it didn't really come true because he wasn't a liability in the secondary, which is what I think a lot of us expected him to be, and in that way, he was better than expected. Um, he did have a couple interceptions, although they were early in the year. And then he kind of trailed off. Although this whole defense didn't have a whole lot of didn't make a whole lot of plays late in the year. A lot of their interceptions were in the first half of the season. I'm still going to make an argument for Ryan Switzer. Um, I know his return game not great, 
Although, you know, how many of those returns that he had were called back because of holding and different penalties on special teams, which not really his fault, right? That's the fault of Danny Smith, the special teams coordinator who, uh, you know, how he has a job still is beyond me. But, um, yeah, and then I think what Ryan Switzer did as a as a receiver at times, they even used him as an H-back a little bit. I don't know. It's a good, I mean, it is an argument between Edmonds and Switzer here. Okay, so when I came into this, my, uh, of, of the players that we're talking about, my favorite player is Edmonds. Yeah. But I came into this thinking that uh, um, Switzer should get it because he was more, you know. And, um, and, and then I kind of listened to – I'm listening to both of you guys talk about this because I'm really now undecided. But I, I kind of – now I'm thinking about, you know, what Mike said, hey, and you said this too, Tony. Uh, st- uh, he started 16 games. You know, you didn't really hear his number called a lot other than his, than his interceptions, right? He didn't. I don't recall him getting burned a lot. Never got um, burned. Never really got the burned. The defense got burned. Um, he okay. He wasn't a great standout. This is on a team that has had, other than Ryan Shazier, no new great standouts. Um, well, uh, TJ Watt. Oh, well, TJ Watt. TJ Watt. But TJ Watt was kind of expected. Yeah. Um, I mean, the guy comes with a pedigree, so you can't agree. You can't even can't can't even count that. Um. But as he starts 16 games on a, on a lackluster defense with absolutely no imagination whatsoever and, and an uncanny inability to make adjustments during the game, okay? So this guy is on an inability, island. Inability. An inability to make adjustments. Yeah, an uncanny inability yeah, yeah, yeah. to make adjustments. Is that not what I said? I, I think you I, – yeah, If right. I didn't say that correctly, I thank you profusely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because do not misunderstand my meaning – Okay, this defense has an an unmatched ability, inability to adjust. Right. It's phenomenal. If you tried not to adjust, I don't think you could, if, just for consistency stakes. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, I, I think maybe his achievement, while less visible than Switzer, maybe is better. Maybe it's a better achievement that the guy never got benched, never got burned, never heard his number called, never saw the back of his jersey chasing a chasing a, a guy to, to our demise um and uh and grabbed the grabbed a couple of picks in his first season so maybe it's him yeah maybe i don't i, I mean it's, i don't think there's a clear winner here between switzer and Edmonds. i, I came into this award thinking too it's ryan switzer in fact I, I said it on the podcast like a week ago that ryan switzer is the only player that the Steelers brought in that had a meaningful impact but you know you talk about a guy who did start all 16 games on the defense, now, you talk about you know he didn't get benched. You know the problem for the Steelers was they couldn't bench him because they didn't have another guy, right? The, the guy behind him was another rookie, Marcus Allen, who saw basically no time. Morgan Burnett spent so much time on the injury list that they couldn't really bench uh, Edmonds for for Burnett. And other than that, it was you know Jordan Dangerfield. Um, so in that way, but but, and I think you you guys both rightly point this out. Edmonds never got burned. You know in a defense that at times did look bad uh, and did get embarrassed at times. It wasn't Edmonds that that was the cause of that. And going into the season, we assumed that if Edmonds, given this kind of role, given the 16 games, uh, given the 16 games he had to start, he would have been that guy and he wasn't. Now, but that might be a different award, right? Like most surprising, or we used to give out most potential, something like that. Maybe Edmonds would win that award. So um, let's look at Switzer's stats. Yeah. 
I mean, it seems like he, I mean, he's the clutch guy who's going to catch a, a crucial third down. And I'm sure he did throughout the season, but uh, I mean, we didn't have very many big games, you know, big wins where you can say, oh yeah, that was the play. And, and he helped in that, in that win. Um, he had 36 catches on 44 targets, looking at his stats here for 253 yeah. yards. And he had 15 first downs. So I don't know if that's very significant, 15 first downs. I mean, when, you know, it's almost half, Ju- almost half of his receptions. Yeah, yeah. Juju and Antonio had 60, 68 for Juju, 63 for Antonio. Switzer, Which yeah. was yeah. more than half of their receptions. Yeah, Switzer, that's true. Well, and Switzer was more I mean, of a the, short yardage guy, right? Seven yeah, yards yeah. a catch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was definitely great. Uh, he never really dropped the ball. I can't remember a drop. And no, no, they need sure, a guy sure like handed, that. Yeah. You needed a, a third guy like that. So This is a tough one. Yeah, I mean, Switzer, okay, so Switzer, yeah, looking at his stats here, he was the third leading receiver for the team, right? If you, I mean, you look at receiving yards, you know, I mean, you got Jesse James ahead of him, James Conner ahead of him. Vance McDonald ahead of him, and then of course AB and Juju. But in a year where we expected, I mean, this award should have gone to James Washington. The easiest thing to happen this year was that James Washington wins this award because the Steelers needed another outside guy. Or this award really should have gone to Justin Hunter as well, right? Just well, I guess he wasn't a new player. So, I mean, yeah, it's not like Switzer made a huge impact in the passing game or a huge impact in the offense. He didn't really need to, though. He just kind of filled a role that other guys weren't filling, like James Washington and, and, and Hunter, like we talked about. And he was also a good kick and punt return guy. I'm, you know what? I'm changing it. I'm, I'm good with giving the award to Edmonds. I'm good. He started all 16 games. One bad defensively. You know, we're going to give the award. The, the, the award either goes to a guy who had 200 receiving yards as and then was mediocre as a return guy. Or a guy who was ho-hum on defense, but he started all 16 games as a rookie. I mean, I'd rather give it to Edmonds. It's, there's, there's no real winner here, though. I mean, as a first-round draft pick, isn't this going to just help his confidence throughout next Absolutely. year? Absolutely. He's, he's going to see this award, and he's going to go, this, I'm, I'm, I'm on the right track here. What's his thing? He wants to get 2% better every day or something like that? This is his 2% today. He won an award. There he goes. All right. And imagine how good it's going to look on his mantle and when he gets to tell his kids the story about how he felt when he won it. He and uh, and I do think he deserves it. And I think I think you are diminishing the the achievement of playing 16 games on this crap defense <laughs> with the crappiest defensive coaching staff in the league, um, who apparently are untouchable uh, because they they they, they do a hard after after season, um, and they follow it up by an even worse job, uh, and they continue to retain employment somehow. It's phenomenal. So the fact that he could survive in that cesspool um, is a bigger achievement than you are are um, are portraying. I can't. I cannot wait till we give out most disappointing. It is going to be the best. All right, best new player goes to Terrell Edmonds, the safety out of Virginia Tech, first round pick for the Steelers in 2018. Runners up are rookie Jalen Samuels, the running back, and returner slash wide receiver Ryan Switzer. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thank you all for listening. We are three awards in, four more to go. I'm going to try and fit them all in this week. I've been editing them over the past couple days. I think we can fit it all in this week. So tomorrow, you'll have uh, the most improved player of the 2018 season. Thursday, you'll have a longer discussion. It'll be MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, and Defensive Player of the Year. And then on Friday, 
an even longer <laughs> an even longer podcast. That one will be our most disappointing thing of the 2018 season, and certainly a lot to choose from on that podcast. So we'll get all of the awards week in this week again tomorrow. It's the most improved player for the 2018 season right here on Locked On Steelers. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.